Razavani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me on Zoom today, on Valentine's Day, Mr. O'Hara Davis. O'Hara, what is happening? It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been ages. Um, just been in the gym, back to work now. Um, you know, I should be fighting soon. So um, I'm in the gym, getting ready for what's next. And this year is going to be looking great for me. I was going to say, I think the last time I spoke to you was back in November. Um, and we were quite positive that hopefully, you know, crowds will start coming back. We had some good news. Anti-Joshua fought. We saw a thousand people back and we thought, boom, brilliant. It's only going to get better. And then all of a sudden, 2021 starts in the worst possible way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, it happens, though, isn't it? It's life. It happens. These past 12 months or so have been hard. You know, it looked like COVID it was about to go and then bang, the cases shot right back up again. So, you know, there's no fans there. But to be honest, it, it, it has affected boxing in a real, like, negative way. But I prefer fighting when there's no crowds there. Like, in my last fight, I put that fight behind closed doors and it was the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. I can concentrate a lot more. But obviously, that only means that fighters get paid less because there's not enough money to hold these shows and to run um, and to run all the shows. Small hall boxing right now is all done for the next few months um, until this thing's all cleared up. So it's effective boxing in, in a real negative way. But for me personally, I like fighting um, behind closed doors. You obviously won the golden contract um, final. Um, you obviously got this lucrative deal now. What is kind of the next stage now? Are, are, we, are we still waiting for dates and opponents and where you're going to fight? Um, I'm spending this next week, I've got meetings with MTK during this whole next week. So everything this week will be getting cleared up. Um, I'll have a lot more insight as to what's happening and what's next. I know what's going on next. I know what's next, but I don't know like what what like what exactly is next. But I have a um yeah, I've got like a rough idea. So I know what it's gonna be roughly, but I just have to meet MTK and get it all stamped out. Um, and then we should be announcing something within the next week or two as to who I'm going to sign to, when I'm fighting next. And, um, you know, we'll just go from there. Well, we look forward to the news. O'Hara, I'm going to jump in straight. Uh, last night, Boxing Return, Matchroom had a show with Josh Warrington uh, back in action. Um, I don't know where to start, whether should I start on the Kiko Martinez-Zelfa Barrett fight or Josh Warrington fight. Let's start with the Zelfa Barrett, Kiko Martinez Two judges had that, 118-111. When you heard those scorecards, what was your immediate reaction? I was like, that is an absolute madness. 118-111. Probably for Kiko Martinez, I thought he won the fight by two or three rounds. I like Silver Barrett. I'm good mates with him. He's a good guy, but, you know, I just have to be honest. I thought Miguel Vasquez, I thought that I lost the fight. I come out and said, even though I got the win, I feel like I lost the fight. So, I've, and I just, I just have to be honest. And I felt like Silver Barrett lost the fight by probably two or three rounds. Uh, and the judging, um, and that judging doesn't do anyone justice. You know, a lot of these fighters from Spain or from other countries are going to think twice about coming down to England now to box because they know, unless I win by, by like a, you know, you know, unless, unless I can stop him. I'm not going to win. A lot of these guys know if they don't stop their guy, they're just going to get robbed. 
And it's happened time and time again. Look at Lewis Ritzman when he fought Miguel Vasquez, the same thing. Um, and something has to be done. Judges have to be held accountable for what they do. Either they should start getting fined um, or decisions should be overruled by the boxing board. Something has to be done because it's just, it's just so unacceptable now. In the past, when, when we have these disgusting decisions, as I put it, sometimes the managers and the fighters just, they come out and they say, well, oh, we respect the judge's decision, you know, we will come back even stronger. But to fighters, promoters, managers now need to stop saying this, stop being too kind and say, you're actually ruining our careers. Kiko Martinez could have fought on the back foot all night long and lost the fight. He, he went on the front foot, hard pressure on, he put effort in and he got robbed last night with the decision. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like he worked hard. He was in camp. Listen, for that fight, he was in listen, he was in some good shape for the fight. And to get robbed is it's kind of heartbreaking. And I feel like fighters that do get like that do win, even though they know that they shouldn't have won, they shouldn't take that that as their own victory. I thought Vasquez to this day, to this day, I still come out and I say, I never won the fight. After the fight was done, I went up to him, I lifted his hand. I lifted his hand, and that's a fight I feel like I need to give him again. I need that, I mean, I need to give him that chance again. I need to fight him again, and I need to win properly because with that win, I'm not happy with it. But these guys winning fights when they know that they shouldn't have won, and they're still there trying to raise their hand, claiming that victory as if it's their own. Same thing that Lewis Ritson done. I'm like, it's madness. Is it like, it's a madness? Fighters need to come out and say, I lost a fight. The other guy got robbed. Ain't no shame in that. And then fight them again. Give that rematch 100%. So if a barrel's going to fight him again, I believe so, next fight, that should happen. And Lewis Ritson, he should be fighting Miguel Vasquez again next fight. Obviously, we've got nothing um, negative to say about Zelfa Barrett. It was completely out of his control. This is totally yeah. on the judges. But should judges have to come out after them? And, you know, I'm not saying they should sit with IFL TV and do an interview, but surely be able to justify why their scorecards were so wide to the mainstream media. 100%. And I feel like if they were held accountable for their actions, they will stop doing that. But because they know I can make it as wide as I want and I'm not going to get questioned from anyone. No one's going to ask me anything. I can hide behind the counter. These guys don't even know how I look. All they got is a name. So it's literally so easy just to rub anyone. But if they were held accountable, if they had to come up, on camera and explain why they made it so wide, it would be happening a lot less. And as your good friend Eddie Hearn said uh, in the post-fight interview that when decisions like this happen, then fighters in other countries don't want to come to the UK. We used to talk about going to Germany, going to America and not getting uh, a fair crack at the whip. But now fighters are looking at the UK and saying, well, I don't want to go to the UK. I, I saw many fighters tweet, uh, Lou Devella, a, a manager in boxing, tweeted, said, I'm not sending my fighters to the UK. Well, Eddie Hearn's saying this, but all of these things is all happening on his shows. So Eddie Hearn's saying about all these robberies are all happening on his shows. And at the end of the day, Eddie Hearn threw Kiko Martinez under the bus. That's what I say. Eddie Hearn threw Kiko Martinez under the bus. The same way he threw Miguel Vasquez under the bus. The same way three and a half years ago, he threw me under the bus. But that's for another day.
But Eddie Hearn saying this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But it's all happening on. But it's all happening on his shows. He needs to think about who he's making as a judge on his shows because it because it's him out there choosing them. It's not the I don't know boxing board choosing them. Eddie Hearn sat down choosing them. Eddie Hearn has to choose the referees and the judges. So he needs to think about himself and what he's doing. Don't sit there trying to complain, trying to please the fans so the fans can say yes. Eddie Hearn wants change. Like nah, if you want change, sack that judge and say you ain't gonna be at my shows again. That's what should be done. Well, let's see. Let's see if the noise is loud enough for the British board to finally wake up and make the the right decisions uh, and change the way they operate. Um, let's talk a little bit about the main event. It was a shock. A lot of people were. Um, didn't expect Josh Warrington to suffer a defeat, let alone um, get knocked out. What were your thoughts on the fight? I was shocked. Like, I remember when he took the first hard shot and he went down. And then I was thinking he's done. Like, he looked like he was done. Like, the fight, it could have got stopped. But then he came back, he was throwing hands and, and he gave it everything he had. He gave it everything he had. But the guy was just a bit too strong, too fit, too sharp. Josh Warrington didn't look himself in there. He didn't look himself, and I'm not sure if it's the fact that there weren't no fans there. We all know that if the fans and the crowd are there, Warrington's unbeatable, invincible. No one's going to be that guy when there's fans around. But it seems like behind closed doors is not really his thing. And But that rematch, it should happen. It should happen. When all these things done and there's fans allowed back in a boxing arena, then we'll see the real Josh Rowanson and what he can really do. But I'm just kind of concerned that taking that loss has affected him mentally. People don't understand. When you lose on points, it makes you angry. It makes you come back even harder, hungrier. But after getting stopped and a stoppage like that, it can break you. It can seriously break you. And a lot of these guys don't understand. Like after I fought Taylor and how the fight ended, I didn't even get stopped like that. I turned around. The fight didn't get stopped like that. But... Coming into my next fight, I was scared as hell, and I'm never scared. The fear in my heart, walking into the boxing arena, the fear thinking, what if it happens again? What if it happens again? And getting stopped, they can easily break any fighter. And if Josh Ranton, this is going to be a test now, so that we see how, we see how mentally strong he is. A lot of people were saying on Twitter last night that if it was the other way around, had his opponent been knocked down, the referee would have probably called it off. And a lot of people said that Josh should not have continued the fight. But is it hard? I'm, I'm going to give credit. Well, I'm going to back the, the British board here. But is it hard for a referee to, because they're not experts in medical concussion and stuff like that. So is it hard for them to see when a fight is concussed or not? Or should the team in the corner, when he went back to the corner, have brought in the doctor to have a look at him to see if he was okay? Uh, I don't know. Different situations, different people. It depends. People saying that the referee should have stopped the fight, but it, yeah, but yeah, but then again, referee he's just there to do his job, and the fight it should, it should only get stopped when the referee feels like it can't go on. So if the referee allowed it to continue, then he obviously thought that he's actually in good shape to fight on, um, and he was in good shape. You know, after that round was done, he was in the ring throwing some good shots catching the other guy. The other guy buckled even at one point. Warrington could have won the fight if he kept up that pace. So I feel like after the first knockdown, the fight shouldn't have been stopped because he wasn't out enough on his feet. He was hurt, but he still had fight in him. And the corner, 
they should have stopped the fight probably. I think it's up to the corner. They probably should have stopped the fight. But then again, they've seen him in the gym. I haven't I haven't been there in the gym with him. They've been there in the gym with him day in, day out. They've seen what he's had to go through. They, they've seen how much fight he's got in him. And if they thought that he's in good shape to can and like to fight on and to continue the fight, then that's obviously based on what they've seen in the gym. Um, I haven't been there in the gym, so I can't comment on that. But these boxing fans, they thought that you'll feel like they're experts, that you'll feel like they know the game and this and that. These people don't know shit about boxing. These people don't know shit about boxing. You ain't been in a gym with the guy. We don't know how much fight he's got in him. Therefore, we can't comment on if the fight should have been stopped or not. That's up to his. It's up to him and his coaches. I can't comment on that. And also, not a lot of people have their father as a coach. Josh Warrington's father is his coach, so nobody knows him better than his own father. And of course, his father will want his, the well-being of his son more than anything else. Exactly, exactly. And his dad loves him. His dad absolutely loves him. So the fact that his dad sent him back out there because his dad knew he's got a chance. And he did have a chance. He was out there catching the guy, but then he just got caught again. Then he went down. But up until that point, he was fighting on a good fight. Coming back, he was a bit weak, but he was still doing his thing. So these boxing fans, like, they like to, like to talk and everyone's got their own opinion, but they've all got different opinions. Like one guy thinks the fight should have been stopped, the other guy thinks the fight shouldn't have been stopped, and they've all got different opinions. So I was like, who do you listen to? You don't listen to anyone but yourself. It's all about what you think, and if you, as his coach, as his dad, thought he was in good shape to go back out there and fight, Fuck what all the boxing fans say. And fuck what I say. Fuck what you say. Fuck what Eddie Hearn says. We're not with him in the gym every day. His coach is there in the gym with him every day. Okay. All right, Ohara. Thank you so much for jumping on this evening. Give me a few minutes of your time. We look forward to some fight news for you uh, and see what 2021 lies ahead. Uh, much planned this evening? Ah. Uh, um... I'll keep that. Um, I'll keep that private. Some things are better left unsaid. Ahara <laughs> <laughs> Davis, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is Andy Perot for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm joined by Robbie Davis Jr. over Zoom. Robbie, how are you? How's life? I'm good, thanks. And life's good. <laughs> it's good to hear, mate. Obviously, uh, difficult times for everybody, so I'm glad that you're in good spirits. Obviously, getting ready to return to the ring next week. I imagine this has been a really frustrating period for yourself, Robbie. You haven't had the chance to fight since kind of the pandemic really hit home back in March and when lockdowns began. Just kind of talk me through this past year for yourself. Well, just before the last pandemic, I just joined up in um, Sheffield with the Ingle Gym and I literally had like six weeks of getting off the couch and being a, a chubs um, to like jump into a little eight round there just to get me back in there. But I hadn't really learned nothing in them six, seven weeks that I'd been with the Ingle Gym at them points. It was just literally get me as fit as we can and get the weight off me and get in the ring and just see what 
let let Dom and the team see our our work and try a few new little things what we've learned in like the last couple of weeks. But in the meantime, we've literally I've stayed in the gym near enough the whole year because I thought I've obviously thought I was fighting a lot sooner than this. Thought I was fighting October, then November, December, then January, and now it's end of February. So rather than like uh then my head going and go just staying at home and waiting till thing I've literally been back and forth from Sheffield to Liverpool for the last nine months. But it, I know I know I know it's not ideal, but alongside with that, I've learned so much with Dom and that and training around all the lads that have been training around who fighting for the likes of world titles, British, Commonwealth, Europeans, they're all in title contention. So we've all been bouncing off each other and it's been good for me to just to get my head back on it and get me ready to go. I know it's sort of been frustrating for you with regards to the timing of your first bout throughout this entire pandemic. Um, you mentioned, obviously, you was hoping to get out October, November, December and what have you. With this fight next week for yourself now, Robbie, do you feel a pressure to effectively try and steal the show or to put on a very impressive display just to ensure that you do get another opportunity relatively quickly so that you effectively take it out of you know Eddie's hands and just say, right, I've just impressed you like this. Get me back onto the next show as quickly as possible. Yeah, I am ready to go, honestly. Like, I am ready to go. Like, I've normally I've always had like little faults with myself or something's been in the back of my mind that hasn't made me feel as confident as I am right now. Like I keep saying like, like me coach and me manager are just like, listen, just calm down. We know, we know. I'm just like, listen, I'm ready to go now anytime. And literally I showed up at the, at the gym like about 10 days ago and Dom rang me because I just got to Sheffield that morning. Dom went, have you, um, what's your weight like? I was like, well, obviously it's good. I'm always on it. And he was like, Sam, get around the gym. You've got an official check weigh-in. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you've got a title fight. It's been sorted. And I was like, no problem. Didn't even ask who, didn't ask when, didn't ask nothing. I just said, Sam, I'll be round in a minute. Went round, my weight was bang on. And then Dom just filled me in on like me and Neil have got your opponents. We've spoke to Matchroom and that. Because they, they just know the mentality I had. I was just ready for anyone. So... Secondly, he told me the opponent told me it wasn't so much for the belt. He said it was more for the rank and getting myself back in the governing bodies. And I was just like, yeah, no problem. Let's go. I mean, I know ideally, Robbie, you'd have had a bit, maybe a bit more time to prayer, maybe a bit more time just to kind of study the man who you're stepping in with next week. But is that just kind of a, a sign of the times you had this opportunity? You just had to take it and get in there? No, it was just like I'm saying, I'm just ready to go. He could have put absolutely anyone in front of me and I'd have took it. Not because of the times or not because of anything. I'm just super confident in my ability. And I just think on coming Saturday night, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and steal the show. I'm going to try and be a better version of myself, what I've always been. Since you've been working with Dom, you mentioned you had that one fight back in Manchester. How much do you kind of take away from that performance? Just going back to that one, Robbie, before we touch on this coming Saturday. What do you kind of reflect on it in terms of the positives and the negatives? Yeah. Um, the negatives, it was just like a, like a, not even, I have had a spaz, do you know what I mean? The positives I took from it was just, um, like I was obviously, because Dom didn't know my style and what me, not me good points were and me bad points were, it was basically just going through the motions of seeing how they deal with the fight build up and things like that. And then 
basically to have me listen in the in the corner. Like in some of the rounds, I was like, Fuck, let me just fucking steamroll them. Do you know what I mean? Like I might take a few knocks and bumps, but I'll get them. Do you know what I mean? And they were like, nah, just keep boxing. Like you, you haven't even been it. Just, you know, so I just done what they told me and I, I showed them that I can listen. But as time's gone on, we've, um, because we've like bonded a lot more and he's seen a lot more of me, seen me training and seen what my me, me positives and my negatives are. And um, he he's helped me find my style, like what my style should be. Because in the past I've been one fight, I'll be a back foot southpaw, all jittery and moving. Next fight I'll be coming forward, having an absolute tear up. Because it's been hard for me to, to like, find what is my style and I think we're dumb and that we found it now and I think it'll pay off. Stepping in there with Valenzuela next week and Robbie just kind of t- talk to me about what you do know about him. Do you know what? I've only watched uh, a few clips of him just to get the basic stance of him and the shots he throws and I never ever look at a fighter too too long because I'll start analysing every little detail too much. I've seen the when he's on the back foot, which isn't a lot, but he can he can slip and slide a little bit. And I've seen that when he gets the opportunity, he likes to come forward and let us let his hands go. But I just feel like when he is in them fights where he's letting his hands go, he's not against opposition like myself. Just to touch on a couple of fights on that bill, I'm sure but everybody's been looking forward to him. David Avanesian versus Josh Kelly. Just your thoughts on that one, Robbie? Yeah, there is. Two great fighters, new Josh from when I was younger, and obviously with David, we're in the same uh, management stable. I flew all over the world with David. He's um, become a good friend of mine um, over the last few years. Um, I just think it'll be um, literally who gets the tactics right on the night, but it'll definitely be a great fight. And then just to move away from that, just touch on a couple of guys in the gym with yourself. Obviously, Kid Galahad, he, he, he and Jazz Dickens will be fighting for a, that vacant IBF world title. Just your thoughts on their, their bout? Oh, obviously, an awkward one for myself. Like uh, Jazz Dickens being from Liverpool and Jazz's family have been friends with my, friends with me since growing up from like his uncles and his cousins. They've all, I grew up with them. And obviously, now being in the gym with Barry, He's not only a gym mate, like he's he's me he's me proper mate. Do you know what I mean? So it's um it's definitely going to be a great fight. But I, I think Jazza and all his family will understand that I'll, I'll be supporting Barry because he's he's in my gym and I'm I'm around him twenty four seven. But that's not like disrespecting Jazza in any way. Like I, I love the bones of him. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just one of them things. Two top lads, two great fighters, and now they're gonna battle it out in a, re- a top rematch for the world title. And we also want to touch on Liam Williams. He had his fight with Demetrius Andrade confirmed the other day. Obviously, just waiting on kind of the day and venue and what have you. But what are your thoughts now that Liam's finally got his chance to fight for that title? Yeah, John. I mean, I live with Liam up in Sheffield, like we're in a house together, and he's been he's been wanting this for so long. And he, uh, for for a while, he was like, he was like, I don't even know what's happening. Is he taking this fight? If he's not, he needs to just vacate and let me get on with it. But now that it's on, like. And I'm not just like saying this because I live with him. He is so confident, like Liam. Like even when you listen to him talk, he is planning to demolish Andres. Rob, I don't know. And not to mention, as not to mention, as dog demolished my headphones the other night. So he needs to sort that before he sorts anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Robbie, I don't know how much you'd have seen of kind of Demetrius's 
thoughts on it all on, on social media, but he certainly seems to kind of have downplayed the bout and re- with regards to kind of his thoughts on Liam's ability. Um, just your thoughts on kind of Demetrius' stance that he doesn't seem to quite see Liam as a, a tough contender. Yeah, uh, Andre's obviously his, um, the best word to use is like he's effective because he's he's not an orthodox southpaw. He, he has looping shots. He's quite a big big stature for the weight as well. But the, the the what Liam brings to the table, I don't think he's fought anyone like that. Like Liam is physically so strong and he's like a bulldozer and he's willing to take one to give one. Where I feel like Andre comes out starting fast in most of his fights, but He's never there like Liam will be in his face all the way for every round that Andre stays in there. I just feel like it's going to be too much for Andre, me personally, in my opinion. Robbie, I've got to ask before I let you go as well. What is Liam like to live with? Because whenever I speak to him, he's either asleep or he's eating. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> that, I know he's like the angry man on social media and all that, but he's probably chill when we live together. Do you know what I mean? He's just like, <clears throat> he goes in his room, I go in my room, or we might chill in the living room the odd night and watch a film. Like he's so chilled and he sounds, do you know what I mean? He's probably one of the lads. Like I, I just get on with him. Even even if we weren't boxers, I'd get on with Liam. Do you know what I mean? He sounds. Right, Robbie, we'll leave it there now. But before I let you go, I want to leave a final word to yourself ahead of your ring return next week. What would you like to say to everybody who will tune in and continue to follow your journey? Yeah, just continue supporting me and. I'm going to be back in the mix before you know it. This Saturday, it's on. Robbie, I appreciate your time, mate. I'll speak to you again soon. Best of luck next week. And thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you. Appreciate it. On the morning of the fight, I remember getting a phone call from Adam Booth. They were gutted. Josh Kelly weighed in for the fight. He was ill overnight, pulled out of the fight. Fighters get injured, fighters get ill. This fight's a much bigger fight because of that. I had to go to Sheffield and sit down with Neil Marsh, look David Avanesian in the eye and tell him that unfortunately the fight that he prepared for for so long was off. It's got history, it's got narrative, but most importantly, I'm so happy that it's happening now. Probably now's a good time to bring the past up a little bit. Night before the fight, Adam Booth comes to me. If we don't change the fight from 12 rounds to 10, he's pulling out the fight. Well, pull out the fight. Guys, a con man. I'd like to see what he has to say about what I've just said. Not a Q&A session for you, son. No, not at all. But you're full of Adam. Now, are you ready for this? This, this, this! David Avanesian, so aggressive. True fighters thrive on competition. Josh has got all the ability, all the star quality. An absolute potential superstar. This is where Josh gets to prove what we already know. Is there anything you got to say about what I've said? Me? Yeah. Oh, me. This is it. This is the moment. It's been a long time coming, this fight, hasn't it, Adam? It was originally meant to happen back in 2018. Is it all about timing? Is this the right time for Josh Kelly? It's happening now. It was the right time for Josh Kelly back then, but it didn't happen. And then they trained for it again, completed two training camps for this fight now. The first one when he got sick, the second one when COVID hit last March and the fight got pulled again. So it's the third time that they've both completed 
a full training camp, but I think it's going to be third time lucky. In terms of style, is Avanissin, is he perfect for Josh Kelly? I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm not a pundit now. I'm his coach. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy what you see next week. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, you are a pundit. You're allowed to speak. <laughs> Avanissian uh, is, a, is a tough, uh, tough cookie. He was the one that uh, made Cal Brook postpone one of his fights by breaking his ribs. Uh, he's a tough, tough guy. I think it's an excellent um, uh, test uh, for Josh because uh, he's got excellent boxing skills and so his heart will be tested his gut will be tested uh, so he'll have that gut check to think right let me see what I can do here so when he's got a man that's in front of him that's constantly putting him under pressure will he be able to box as smooth as sweet as slick I think he can uh, but I think it's a, a, a be an excellent development for him no matter what because he has come under some criticism over the recent years that he, he is a bit of style over substance do you feel that he still has something to prove I'm going to ask you whether you're going to answer. My, my opinion on Josh hasn't changed. And time shows everything, right? You judge it all at the end of it. And next week, next Saturday, here, Josh has got the perfect opportunity and platform and fight to prove what we already know. Does it have all the ingredients Johnny to be fireworks, do you think? Everything. Everything. I know what Avanifting is about. I'm a massive fan of, uh, of Josh. I think it's, uh, it's thunder and lightning. And I think it'd be a good, good night. Hi, Ryan. How's things? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. Um, we saw a little bit of footage of you entering the bubble and you and Florian having a bit of a stare down. Is that yeah. something we can expect to see in this coming week? Is there going to be any corridor bust-ups or anything like that? Uh, not from my my side of it, no. I, um, I'm professional in this sport. Um, I don't really get the stare-down side of it. I don't understand it. I was just, I would have just said morning as like a normal person, but um, he seemed like very adamant on staring me out. Um, you won't see any of that kind of behaviour from me, but yeah, I can't speak for Florine. You're coming off a cracking victory against Joe Laws, um, which really propelled you into the spotlight. And now you're going against Florian Marco on Saturday night. What advantages do you think you have over him coming into the fight this weekend? Um, I believe I have got um, I'm levels above with my boxing skill and I am coming to the table with um, pint-sized powerhouse power. And finally for me, how do you think the fight ends? Do you think that you'll be able to get him out there inside the distance or will you be able to outbox him and win the fight on points? Um, I don't really know how I see it happen other than me winning. Simple as that. I don't know how. Points, knockout, whatever. Just focusing on the win. That's it. Well, good luck for Saturday. I appreciate your time, pal. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. If we go to Jonathan from Pro Boxing Fans, please. Good, Dan. Hey, Ryland, how you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. How you doing? Not bad, mate. Um, how does this build up compare to the one with Joe Laws? Florian's been saying he's going to knock you out. You don't seem like someone who'd be particularly intimidated, but have you felt like this has been a much bigger build-up? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, definitely a bigger build-up. Um, I mean, the Laws fight was, what, two weeks, and this has been a full full camp, longer than we expected. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been good. Um, he's said a lot of stuff about me. Um which I find quite funny. I just let him do his little talking side of it and I'll just focus on on winning. Simple as that. How are you expecting uh, Florian to actually approach the fight? Do you think he's going to come out all guns blazing and stick it on you early? 
Um, I'm not really sure. Um, maybe. Um, or we might try and actually box. Cause, I mean, we have got 10 rounds, so I'm not really sure. I don't know what to expect, but I'm ready for all him coming at all angles. Do you think he's he's going to bring anything that you haven't seen so far in your career? And uh, no, he won't be coming with anything I haven't seen. I've I've been in with a lot of people, um, had a lot of experience in in the boxing game, so I feel like I've I I I'll, I know what's coming, kind of thing. And um, just finally, he was obviously disappointed with the his fight last time against Jamie Stewart. How much of that? Um, how much have you watched of that? How much are you basing? you know, what you think of him on that display or have you been looking at all of his performances? Um, well, I've just been, I haven't really, I don't really look at his performances really. I've said, I mean, I did watch the Jamie Stewart fight and that wasn't a great performance. So I can't really go off the back of that because he's going to be, he's going to be coming um, the best of three, Marku versus me because he can't afford not to. Um, but yeah, I don't really, not really interested in his performances. I just know I'm going to beat him, simple as that. Look forward to it. Cheers, Rylan. All the best. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Go to Danny Flexen from Seconds Out next, please. Hey, Ryland, how you doing, mate? Yeah, very well. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. So you guys are obviously both signed to Matchroom. Do you go into this feeling like a house fighter? Um, no, I'm still the bait, aren't I? I think I'm still <laughs> the bait. <laughs> um, I think it's Marku versus Charlton, so he's still the golden boy, but I don't mind. It's just, just a fight at the end of the day, so we just got to get in there and do the job. Now, he's talked about um, working a lot with a strength and conditioning coach for this fight. You're both stepping up to 10 rounds, um, potentially. What have you been doing to kind of bridge that gap from doing the, the rounds that you've been doing previously? Um, I've just stuck to stuck to my normal game, to be honest. Um, I've not been doing anything different. Um, obviously, aspiring a few, few longer rounds. Um, but, yeah, everything stays the same for me. I just train really hard and and focus on my opponent. That's been about it. And he was on earlier. He said that he feels you're quite limited in your boxing skills. You've just said similar about him. So obviously what you can't both be right, or let's hope not, <laughs> for, for Saturday night. But what, what gives you that impression of him? Have you watched a lot of his fights? Have you seen him in the amateurs and stuff as well? Um, I don't think he's got any amateur experience. I think he's just a kickboxer, I think. But um, I... Uh, from what I have seen of him, um, I don't really rate him that much. Um, and if he thinks I've got a little bit of a limited boxing skill, then it's even better for me because he's in for a hard night's work. Great stuff. All well, very best of luck for Saturday night. Thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Danny. If you go to Ames next, please. Ames here for Boxing News TV. Pleasure to meet you, Ryland. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not so bad. Good to speak to you. Um, so I just wanted to know... Uh, you know, did you sympathise with Florian's frustrations after he had that draw with Jamie Stewart? Um, a little bit, because I don't think he he deserved to win the fight. Um, but he did make a meal out of the fight. I mean, he should have really wiped him out pretty quickly because he, he says how great he is and he's going to beat up everyone in the weight division. So he should have he should have wiped him out. But and he had an off night, but you can't afford to have off nights in this game. So yeah, it's one of them things. So Florian said to me earlier, like he'd be lying if he said he didn't have those fears about the judges coming off the back of what we saw last weekend with some of the scoring. Do you coming into this fight have those fears as well? Uh, no, not really. I feel like you've got to get in there and, 
and do a proper job. And then um, the judges can't go against you. You can't worry about that. You just got to get in there and do what you do best kind of thing. Uh, you mentioned to Danny, I believe it was like, you felt that Marku was the golden boy. Why, why did you feel that way? Uh, it's, it's just in, uh, just in the name, isn't it? It says Marku versus Charlton. Um, he's the one with all the followers and, and the big ticket seller. Uh, I'm still new on the scene. So yeah, I feel like it's more him, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, be that fast to ever. There's the golden boy. I, don't really mind it's just the fight at the end of the day and does the wins does a win cement your standing then and like eddie of course works with a number of welterweights is there a specific name that you're looking for in your next couple of fights um there's no name that i'm looking for no i i don't really do the calling outside of things I, I will literally just keep winning and just see where eddie wants to take me yeah uh, you fought now, um, it would be Joe Laws and Florian Marku, two big characters, two good talkers too as well. How would you kind of switch off from like kind of that kind of factor of um, the fight upcoming, you know, that they're good talkers, um, to kind of put it on as well? How do you kind of switch off? I don't know. I feel like I might be quite good at this kind of switching off stuff. I feel like I just, it's no big deal. I can talk all they want. At the end of the day, we, we've got a fight Saturday. Um, so all of the talking and the staring out and all that is it's not going to do anything because when we're in that ring Saturday, it's just me and him. And that's that. I don't know. I just kind of block out, I suppose. And finally, for me, look, um, a lot of people thinking this could be a real, real good firefight type of fight. Uh, do you think it's going to be that way? And do you think this kind of really like we obviously you announced yourself with the Joe Lowe's fight, but do you think you even further kind of announced yourself with a win over Marco in like a devastating fashion? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. Let's put it that way. You have got two guys that can bang, um, so yeah, it's gonna be entertaining, hundred percent. All the best for the weekend, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Andy. We go to Steve from Boxing UK next, please. Hi, Ryan. It's Steve from Boxing UK. Hi, how you doing? I'm all right, mate. Are you all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, Ryan, we've already asked you this um, previously, but. In the last bubble, you were with a big character in Joe Laws. Yeah. This time you were with Florian. Um, I know that you're quite a quiet kind of guy, but do you think Team Florian will try and use a few tactics over the next few days? Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it. He was already having a little stare down at me when we was uh, lining up for the COVID test, which was quite funny. I was going to just say morning like a normal person, but he was adamant on staring me out. Um, maybe there might be some games and stuff he wants to play but I'm easy um, We asked Florian this question you've been quite vocal um, in regards to you think you're a better fighter than him, Florian's called you a midget bodybuilder is it personal? <laughs> <laughs> no not at all, I never find it personal he may find it personal with me but at the end of the day we, well I don't anyway, I don't hate him we're both getting in the ring to have a fight let's just put on an entertaining fight for the fans uh, last last one from me, uh, Ryland. This weekend, obviously, you've got Avanessi and Kelly, which everybody's looking forward to. But do you think your flight, fight with Florian could steal the show? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, my and Marku's fight is going to be good. But uh, the Kelly and the Avanessi, that's gone on for a long time. So it's been a long time coming, their fight. But I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to set up their fight very nicely.
Hiya, Florian. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Although many, although many people felt that, that the last time out you won the fight, the decision didn't go the way you expected. Do you feel like you have more something to prove this fight coming into it? Yes, uh, 100%. Because first of all, the opponent is uh, much more rated and a lot of people expect him to win. And I feel good within this situation because all my other fights, everyone was expecting me to go in and to knock them out. And from the first round, second round, and this, of course, put pressure on me, you know, because everyone i uh, the last guys that i fought they came to to win i didn't i didn't fight with the journeyman you know but uh, of course i win the last fight and the people know it that is the most important for me moving on from that do you feel that there's more pressure on you to produce a knockout in this fight considering how some of the judges scorecards have been recently uh, for sure I am I'm the type of fighter that I don't want to... I fight for the fans, first of all, you know? That's why I'm excited and my name have became so fast, big in UK, because I want to give to the crowd knockouts, and I think this is what is excited. But for sure, I will not, uh, I will not let this fight go to the points. And finally, from me, I know you're fully focused on Saturday night and getting the victory over Charlton. Um, but if you could map out your 2021 hit list, who would you want next, providing you get the win on Saturday night? Uh, to tell you the truth, I don't want to think nobody else except Rylan, you know. And after Rylan, we can discuss about every... I'm really, really focused, you know. I've trained really hard for this fight. I haven't stopped since my last fight in December to fight. And I'm more ready, ready than ever before. After this, all the other guys. But let's finish first him and then all the others. Good luck for Saturday for him. Thank you, thank you. Okay, we'll go to Danny Fletcher. <coughs> hey, Florian, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. And you? Yeah, good, thanks. I just want to ask a little bit about your training setup for this fight. You were previously working in London with Don Charles, but looking at your social media, it appears you've mainly been up in Derby for this one. Just tell us maybe why the change and what the benefits are of your training you're doing now. To tell you the truth, Don is my guy. I love him, and for me, he will be always there. But I, I moved to Derby for this preparation because I had a really good uh, strength and conditioning coach that put my my endurance in another level. And we was working different things with him, and I was more focused. You know, I take my wife and we stay there, and it was a proper camp. You know, because I wanted to be really, really focused for. Not only for this fight, but for all the fights. And you're going up against Ryle and Charlton. You're both very aggressive fighters. Is this one where we'll see a bit more of your boxing ability and your boxing skills, perhaps, as well as the aggression? Uh, you know, the people, of course, they haven't seen my boxing skills because I was always a forward fighter. And you cannot show many of, of your boxing skills if you pressure and the other guys running all the time time if you see all my other fights all my last fights have been running you know i've been moving a lot but i would love to yes leave it at the door please i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm sorry and uh, yes all the guys was moving you know and i will love to ryland to stay there in me and to 
to fight. And I, I, I will show to the to the crowd what my boxing skills are. You know, I, I am a, a really a, a much experienced fighter, and I want to show also my boxing skills. You were signed by Matchroom. It was a, a big signing. You were very happy about it. I spoke to you at the time. But then a few weeks later, they also signed Ryland Charlton. How, how did you feel about that? Did that make things between you more competitive? No. I know why they signed him. To make the fight with me. That's the only reason. Ryland, he, talk, he talks a lot. But uh, he's, uh, he's, I don't remember his manager's name. I don't know who, how, but I see some, uh, some uh, posts that they tag me. They talk, he talk a lot about me. Ryland will knock him out, will do him. Okay, let's see. Saturday is really near, you know. Let's see. Great. Well, very best of luck for Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Go to Ames from Boxing News TV, please. Ames here for Boxing News News. Salam, Florian. How are you? Salam, Good, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so, Florian, have you been able to put that draw behind you with Jamie Stewart? Have you been able to put that out of your mind now? That draw will always be be there because I'm a fighter. I don't care if someone beat me. If someone beat me, I will give I will give my hand. I will say, man, you was better. We do it again. You know, I don't care. But no, if I I am better of the other guy, you can see the fight. I have seen this fight hundred and hundred times. Of course, was my worst uh, performance of all my fights that you can see on YouTube. But I was winning clearly. This guy didn't hit me clear in the face i was putting the pressure i put him knocked down and of course i i cannot forget because this is still on my on my record and it will be there on my record for a long time but i will uh, i will make people forget about that you know i will make people forget about that draw me too i will forget it with the time but it's not easy for me to yes so in reaction to um the fights at the weekend you put out on twitter bad bad decision i need to win by ko next week i already know this let's go do you have that worry then about the potential bad officiating that could happen at the weekend and do you feel that you have to knock him out i will lie to you if i say no i will mm. lie to you you know i was so sure that's why i was not risking in my last fight i was not i was making comfortable because i was thinking i was winning clearly and uh when they give me draw, I say, wow, what is happening? You know, it, I, it's really that I'm not from UK, but I'm living here. You know, I take my family and, and, and I sacrifice everything to come to live here and to make my, my boxing. And of course, I, I, I don't want to let nothing anymore in the judges. I don't, I don't feel safe. Hmm. Uh, and how do you rate um, Ryland Charlton? I mean, you, you had the stoppage over Joe Laws. Uh, do you rate that stoppage at all? I Joe Laws is a kid in front of me. Ryland, he will make a big mistake if you think I'm Joe Laws. First of all, I think uh, Ryland is a strong, is a strong fighter, but he is too slow for me. I think he's very, very slow for, for me and very poor technical. But Saturday is very near. I don't want to, to talk a lot because people people say, oh, you do this, you, you say this. I will I will prove to people with doing from now on. And last time around in the bubble, you had uh, a bit of a rocky time. What with Macaulay McGowan looking to stir some stuff? Do you expect a smoother time this round in the bubble? 
no, I'm not. I didn't want this. I am not a guy who who, who chase problems. They they want to make uh, they want to put uh, some. Uh, they want to make their names a little bit bigger. I don't care. I don't. I see my my team. I see my my fight. And but this guy, McGowan, she 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 start making this thing. You know. And the next day I meet him down. I say, be careful. If you have something, forget the cameras. We. I don't want because the people they love cameras and they do everything in front of cameras. You know, like this is the 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 world right now. All the best for the weekend. Thank you, Florian. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Ames. If we go to Steve from Boxing UK next, please. Hi, Florian. Good to see you again. Thank you. Good to see you too. Uh, Florian, you've already discussed uh, in the last bubble. You had a bit of an eventful time. Uh, the video this morning, you and Ryland had a bit of a staring match. Can we expect a few more of those kind of things before Saturday? If I see him, I I don't know how he will react. If he if he react uh, somehow, I will react the same. But I don't I don't care. The I I am focused in in Saturday. This is my my main goal. I don't I don't care for nothing else. Other things is only for the. For the cameras, you know, to make like uh, tough and he make, I don't care about nothing about this. I am here to make my job and Saturday is the, my time. Thanks. And um, both yourself and Rylan have had a few words about each other. We interviewed Rylan a few weeks ago and he said that he's going to beat you because you're not good enough. I heard you call Rylan a, a bodybuilder. Is this a personal fight for you, Florian? Every fight is a personal for me because every fight is my career, my all the years that I have in my back and all my experience, all my fans. Every fight is very important for me. Jamie Stewart, all the fights. But this is a little bit more important for all the things that happened in the last fight. I must put a little bit uh, respect on my name, you know, with one uh, nice performance. And to the people here in the fight, there's not the people to start uh, respecting my name and to start uh, giving me some credit, you know, and I will I will make this happen on Saturday with the help of God. Last one from us, Florian. Everybody's talking about Avanesi and Kelly, but do you think your fight against Ryland could steal the show? I think so, yes. But also the main event is a really, really good fight. I cannot give a, give a prediction about, about this fight, but also... Our fight will be a huge fight, and everyone is is waiting for this fight. I received many, many, many messages. All right, best of luck on Saturday, Florian. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. If we go to Andy from Boxing Social next, please. Hi, well, Florian. How are you? I'm good. And you? Well, yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, I was just wondering, obviously, on the back of your draw last time out, listen, a lot of people thought you did enough to win. Um, <clears> but <throat> But do you feel a pressure heading into this fight to make sure you get back to winning ways because of the opportunities that lie ahead for the rest of the year? Uh, to tell you the truth, I feel much better like this. I feel much better the people, because most of the people think that Ryland will beat me. And this makes me feel nice and relaxed and to, to show to the people what I am capable of. Because when the people expect you to go in and to knock out the first round, you know, this put pressure on you and with bad fighters, with no good records, but with good names, my pleasure. I love to fight with good names and with the people that uh, UK fans know. You 
briefly mentioned it earlier. He was asked about kind of training up in Derby. Talk to me about working with Clifton Mitchell for this fight. What have you been working on that you feel is going to benefit you on Saturday? Yes, I've been working, first of all, with my head trainer, uh, George Ramagos, that he, he's from Greece. I bring him here for, for I can say, more, more, most of uh, our camp and also Clifton. That uh, I have seen many, many difference of, of uh, he's a really experienced coach, you know, really, really experienced. And I have uh, learned, I'm new in this game, you know, I have learned many, many things. I'm, I'm very old in fighting. I'm fighting many years, but in boxing, I'm new and I'm learning every day new things. And Clifton have learned me you know, a, a lot of new things. That's it for me, Florian. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Go to Donor next, please. Hi, Florian. How's it going? I'm good, thank you. Oh, not too bad. Uh, one of the things that, that varies from your old career mixed martial arts to boxing is that it, there's a lot more activity in boxing. You fought in 2019 five times. Since coming to the UK, you fought like eight times. Is that something that attracted you to, to the sport of boxing when you decided you were going to give up on, on mixed martial arts? Uh, I give up uh, to, to MMA uh, by my injury. I had an injury in my left in my left finger. I cut, if you see here, I cut my, my tendon in both in both uh, in both uh, sides. And I had I fight all the fight. I win the fight, but after it was bad my hand, I operated and after this I couldn't grab anymore. Good. You know, I didn't feel much power and that was the reason that I let uh, MMA. But I love fighting. Uh, MMA it was a really really nice for me but now i'm focused 100 percent in boxing but is it is it cool that like so for example in the ufc kevin holland fought five times last year and people go on as if this is you know a legendary feat that he was able to get five in you could fight six seven eight nine times in a year as a pro boxer conceivably exactly yeah uh, also this is the reason that i love boxing because i want i don't want to fight one two times per per year i want to fight a lot of times and this year I hope I can have a lot of fights, you know, to, to put also much experience in my boxing skills and also on my record. Last one for me, your, your friend Conor McGregor, who you were supposed to, to spar with at one stage. Of course, the result didn't go his way last time out against Dustin Poirier. What did you think of that fight? Did you get to watch it? And, and what do yes. you think is next for, for your friend Conor? Uh, I saw the fight uh, with Dustin. I think the only the he was focused too much about Pacquiao. It was a fight. To the boxing and yeah, forget a little bit about kicking. I think I haven't talked to to him since when I'm where when I meet him, but I think he will recover. He's a really champion and he will recover very fast from that. In the third, they will fight again. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I can confirm Ryland Charlton and Florian Marker have both passed their tests, both COVID-free. So the fight is on on Saturday night. Yes. Hello. How are you? Fine, Florian. Very good. Thank you. A couple of weeks uh, since I saw you last. Uh, everything okay? Everything good? Yeah, everything all right. Everything good. Okay. Okay, you head into this fight uh, against Ryland where people are picking Ryland, people are picking you. This is probably the first time in your career 
professional boxing career where it's, in fans' opinions, 50-50. How do you feel about it? I feel very good. I'm very happy that they think that uh, Ryland Charlton uh, is a good fighter because this is the fight that make me excited. You know, it's more easy for me the people to expect less than more and this makes me very happy, you know, because I have a lot to prove in this Saturday. Okay. Are you concerned uh, about the judging? Uh, are you going to leave it out the judge's hand and, and knock Rylan out? I, I, to, if I say that uh, no, I will lie to you. I don't feel re really safe when, when we go to the points, but I think the things have changed. They have, uh, have spoke. I see also some interviews, also about my last fight, also about uh, the last week that they had a fight. And yes, I don't think this fight is going to the points. Okay. You believe you get Ryan and Charlton out of there? Have you got a an estimation early, late, middle rounds? Let's see during the fight how it will go. Fair enough. Fair enough, Florian. How do you see Ryan Charlton as a, as a fighter, though? I see him. He's. A, I think he's a strong fighter, but he's not technical. For me, I think I'm a much more experienced fighter, and he's too slow. I think for 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 me and for my style, I am all wrong for him, and it's not too much till Saturday to to see if I'm right or wrong. But you believe they're the keys to victory for you? You're slightly, or technically, you're on a, on a different level to Ryland? Yes, I think so. Also, my power, I think, is uh, I am more powerful than him. So uh, if any fans watching this uh, are unsure about a bet, they can put money on Florian Marcus stoppage? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fans will bet. They can do whatever they want. But one, time, one thing is for sure, I will give my, my heart for this fight and for my people and for my name, that's for sure. If Team Ryland Charlton are thinking this is a, another Joe Laws going into this fight, are they making a big mistake? They know. If they sit in front of the camera, they're lying because they know I'm not like, like his last opponent. I'm going in there to fight and I'm not a kid like uh, Joe Laws was, you know. They know that I am more powerful, more strong, more technical and more fast than his last fight. I know they are. They have prepared different for me. A good performance here, live on Sky Sports, live on the zone. You believe this could lead to a big 2021 for Florian Marco? Yes, this is, I think, the best chance for me because, as uh, Eddie Hearn says, for me, for Matchroom, for Eddie Hearn, the last draw, it was like a win. And this is a important fight for me, not the last one. This is the, uh, the fight that opened the doors for big fights for me in the, in the UK and to, to, to put the people to respect me more. Okay, well, listen, we look forward to Saturday night. We might have a, another catch-up uh, before then. Just uh, I want to sign off in a traditional way now. Message to all your fans in uh, different languages. Yes, much love to all my people from UK, first of all, because I have, ma I have received many messages. Also, my Albanian fans, and of course, my Greek fans. Florian Marco, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Best of luck against Ryan on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you, bro.
Having been out the ring so long, how did you sum up the period outside of the ring and any concerns going in about ring rust? Uh, not really, no. I've, um, I'm always the type of fighter. I always keep myself in shape. But this time round, um, I've been... Uh, before the pandemic, I'd only just joined a new gym with the Ingalls. And I basically just used the time to my own benefits and just stayed learning and stayed training with the lads. And it, I think it's going to benefit me. Um, your opponent on Saturday night, uh, Valenzuela, I think I've pronounced that correctly, um, yeah. coming on paper now, I guess before Saturday night, we would have said maybe Maurizio Lara on paper didn't have, you know, look like a massive puncher. But did Saturday night just remind you how dangerous these guys can be? Yeah, it is, it, it is a reminder, especially when you're fighting someone from the same nation as them. But um, I won't overlook them in any way. I'm, I'm expecting the best version of himself and I'm going to bring my A game. So I'm ready to go. Yeah, and just finally, um, how, how do you expect the fight to play out on Saturday night? Do you know what? I've seen different clips of him. I haven't watched too much of him because I don't want to overthink anything. But the little clips I've seen, he, he, he mixes it up in different fights. So I've just got to see him. How we can deal with what I bring. That's a lot, Robbie. Cheers. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. If you go to Ryan from Boxing Social next, please. Yeah. Hiya, Robbie, mate. How are you doing? Hiya, mate. You're all right. Good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Something I wanted to touch on, Robbie. You mentioned that uh, you've been at the Ingle Gym working away during this time, during this pandemic. Yeah. I was just wondering if you could tell us a bit about the progress you've been making over and what you feel the main things are that you've improved on. I think one of the main things is like, I feel like in the past I've had like fights where I fought one way in one fight and then I fought another way in another fight. I think it's been hard for me to actually find what my style is, especially as I've got older and more experienced. Um, and I think the time during the lockdown where I've literally just been staying in the gym back and forth from home, I think I've found what my best style really is and what benefits me and what brings out the best that I can, that I can produce. With that said, with the style you're implementing now, do you think it would be beneficial for you to go the rounds on Saturday night? Yeah, well, I've, I've never failed to do the rounds any other time. And I've I've done them 12 rounds at a hectic pace plenty of times. And this will be the first time I've ever done a 10-rounder. So I feel like I'm going to have extra today to give. I've heard you say it, you said it here and I've heard you say it before. You don't actually like to watch too much of your opponents. You're not one for overanalyzing things. Is it important for you to just go in there with a clear head and not think too much about it, not overthink it? Well, sometimes you can look at a clip too much and like you start thinking, oh, we'll do this and do that. But then you watch them on another fight against another style of opponent and they're completely different. So I basically just watch them to get the basics of how they stand, some of the similar shots they saw. And then everything else, I just leave to Dom and the team and listen to what he has to tell me. All right, Robbie, thank you very much. I'll pass you on to the other guys. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. If we go to Joe from Seconds Out next, please. Yeah. Hi, Matt. How's it going? You're on mute, Joe. Oh. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Hi, Joe. You're all right, mate. Yeah, good. Thank you. I just wanted to uh, firstly ask, Obviously, with 11 months out of the ring, what are your priorities going Saturday night? Is it going to be to get the get the rounds in or are you going to look to put on a, a show for maybe the guys at the higher end of the division and potentially get a knockout? You know what, I'd say I've just got to take the fight as it comes, but um, there won't be any ring rust on my behalf because I've been out the ring or anything like that. So 
if the if the opportunity to flatten him comes, I'll be taking it. If he if he's durable and he's tricky, I'll be also willing to go the rounds at any pace. So I, I just can't wait to get in there. And something that intrigued me recently, you put on your Instagram uh, while you were shadowing boxing in the in the Ingle Gym, of course. You put never assume that loud is strong and quiet is weak. I just want to get you get you give you a chance to sort of explain what you meant by that. I thought it was quite interesting. Just because um, over the time being with the pandemic, I've had um, like quite a few names calling me out, and I, I feel like I'm further ahead than them. And it's because I I feel like sometimes it's because I'm quiet and I'm not all over social media like some fighters and um, that people think like I'm past it or I've, I've, I've had me better days are behind me where I'm, I'm, I'm ready to prove everyone that I am, I'm still one of the top contenders at 140 pounds. And of course, Sam Maxwell, Nicky Menis Brown has been announced for the end of March. Have you got any predictions on that and would you like to potentially fight the winner of that down the line? Well, I've already won the British and the Commonwealth, and I'm I'm further on than that. And all the other international belts they've won, I've won them as well. So I'll be just looking forward. And I think the fight will just be whoever gets it right on the night. Both good fighters. Um, just could be a who just gets it right on the night will be the winner. Okay, thank you. Good luck on Saturday, mate. Nice one. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. We're going to Ames from Boxing News TV, please. Ames here from Boxing News TV. Pleasure to meet you, Robbie. How are you doing? Uh, pleasure. You're okay? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Um, so, off of last weekend, it's kind of intriguing because uh, there's kind of some similarities you can take. You've got kind of a unheralded, unheralded Mexican coming over, not well known, just like how Josh Warrington had. Seeing his record as well in the box rec reminded me of Mauricio Lara. Has the events of this past week kind of brought or change your perspective on your opponent since it was announced to the t what happened over the weekend? No, because I think I'm in a different scenario than Josh Warrington. He's already up there at the top. He's been in there with some of the best in the world. Where I'm on the road to getting back to the top. So I, no matter who they to put in front of me, I was looking at it like this, is like it's the fight of my life. Where Warrington was probably looking at it as he wanted something bigger like a unification or something along them lines. So I think we were, we're in two different type of mindsets going into these type of fights. Yeah, I mean, Opportunity Knocks, and you've answered the door, like it was originally Anthony Fowler who was on the bill, but he had to pull out due to COVID. Um, were you just in a position where, you you know, you were keeping yourself going and you could have jumped in at any point? And had this fight not materialised, when were you expecting to be out? Well, I was actually meant to be fighting sometime around this date for the European okay. title. Um, against Sandro Martin and then the fight started getting a push further back and um, he wanted it in Spain and things like that so we, we were just adamant we wanted to fight as soon as possible and then when the Andy Fowler fight dropped out we didn't even know that Andy Fowler fight had dropped off we just got the opportunity to fight on this show and we took it straight away and one day I was on my way down to the gym and uh, Dominic rang me and said the idiot at Sheffield I was like yeah and he went um, is your weight okay? And I said, yeah. He said, well, get around the gym. You've got an official check weigh-in now. Your fight's sorted. And I was like, no problem. My weight was good. Got on the scales. And then they told me you're fighting in. So I, I took the fight on just a short notice as uh, my opponent. But obviously, I've been, I haven't been ticking over. I've been training like I had a fight. You're in for the IBF Intercontinental. Is that indicative of the route that you're going to go down uh, now? Or are you still open for the European? What's kind of... what's 
I've literally just got to get the win on Saturday and see what doors and what yeah. avenues open up for me. If the if the European title fight comes up in like sooner rather than later, I'd take that no problem. Um, but if they offer me a route down the IBF um, and it can push me further on quicker, I'd also take that as well. Appreciate that, Robbie. All the best for the weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, James. Uh, Steve from Boxing UK, you got any questions, mate? Hi, Robbie. It's Steve from Boxing UK. Hi, Steve. You're all right, mate. Hello, mate. Robbie, it's your first time in the bubble. What, yeah. What are you expecting this week? And what's it going to be like fighting in front of no fans? Uh, do you know what? Um, fighting in front of no fans, I imagine it'll just be like um, when you're having an intense spa at the gym and we, we have like, there might be 30 people in there watching the spa, so it'll be a similar thing. When you're sparring top kids, everyone's like, Everyone's scrutinising to see how the spa is going to go and things like that. So I just imagine it's going to be the same as that sort of feeling. And being in the bubble, like now I'm literally just sitting in a hotel room till tomorrow. So I've done this month before on my own back, so I can do it now, no problem. I will. Will you be watching the game tonight? Uh, do you know what? I've done a questionnaire earlier on and someone asked me and I checked the TV to see if I had the channel and I haven't, <laughs> so I won't be watching it. Uh, uh-huh. um, you've talked about getting through Saturday Robbie and then you'll see what doors open up I heard yeah. recently that there's a certain fella from our neck of the woods you'd like to meet again oh hey Lewis I... yeah I, I, I don't like to go on about him too much but when I'm asked about him like if the opportunity ever comes up like Eddie and everyone at Matchroom all know that my team we're raring to go for the rematch but he's got his own fight I've got my own fight um Luckily, we both come through them healthy and we both get the wins. And then we can look on for maybe the future. But he might have his own avenue set up and hopefully Eddie has one set up for myself as well. Just last thing from me, mate. Your prediction of the main one. I know you, Neil Marsh is your manager. How do you think the main fight's going to go? Do you know what? It's, um, it's a tricky one. Like David's a friend of mine, not just a stable mate. Like I, I've been all over the world with David over the years, but I also know Josh from when we were younger as well in our amateur days. who's a good lad. Um, I just think it's um, it's going to be who gets it right on the night, obviously, because Josh is very slick, got all the skills and the movements, but David can punch through walls and has got the experience. So um, it, it's a pick and fight, really. things yeah very well thank you how are you doing yeah i'm doing well thanks for joining us um, and we saw a little bit of footage of you entering the bubble and you and florian having a bit of a stare down is that yeah. something we can expect to see in this coming week is there going to be any corridor bust-ups or anything like that uh not from my my side of it no i um i'm professional in this sport um I don't really get the stare down side of it. I don't understand it. I was just, I would have just said morning as like a normal person, but um, he seemed like very adamant on staring me out. Um, you won't see any of that kind of behaviour from me, but yeah, I can't speak for Farim. You're coming off a cracking victory against Joe Laws, um, which really propelled you into the spotlight. And now you're going against Florian Marco on Saturday night. What advantages do you think you have over him coming into the fight this weekend? Um, I believe I have got 
um, I'm levels above with my boxing skill and I am coming to the table with um, pint-sized powerhouse power. And finally for me, how do you think the fight ends? Do you think that you'll be able to get him out there inside the distance or will you be able to outbox him and win the fight on points? Um, I don't really know how I see it happen other than me winning. Simple as that. I don't know how. Points, knockout, whatever. Just focusing on the win. That's it. Well, good luck for Saturday. Appreciate your time, Paul. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. If we go to Jonathan from Pro Boxing Fans, please. Cheers, Dan. Hey, Ryland, how you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. How you doing? Not bad, mate. Um, how does this build up compare to the one with Joe Laws? Florin's been saying he's going to knock you out. You don't seem like someone who'd be particularly intimidated, but have you felt like this has been a much bigger build-up? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, definitely a bigger build-up. Um, I mean, the Laws fight was, what, two weeks, and this has been a full full camp, longer than we expected. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been good. Um, he's said a lot of stuff about me. Um which I find quite funny. I just let him do his little talking side of it and I'll just focus on on winning. Simple as that. How are you expecting uh, Florin to actually approach the fight? Do you think he's going to come out all guns blazing and stick it on you early? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, maybe. Um, or he might try and actually box. Cause, I mean, we have got 10 rounds, so I'm not really sure. I don't know what to expect, but I'm ready for all him coming at all angles. Do you think he's he's going to bring anything that you haven't seen so far in your career? And uh, no, he won't become a benefit I haven't seen. I've I've been in with a lot of people, um, had a lot of experience in in the boxing game, so I feel like I've I I I'll, I know what's coming, kind of thing. And um, just finally, he was obviously disappointed with the his fight last time against Jamie Stewart. How much of that? Um, how much have you watched of that? How much are you basing? you know, what you think of him on that display or have you been looking at all of his performances? Um, well, I've just been, I haven't really, I don't really look at his performances really. I, I've said, I mean, I did watch the Jamie Stewart fight and that wasn't a great performance. So I can't really go off the back of that because he's going to be, he's going to be coming um, the best of three, Marku versus me because he can't afford not to. Um, but yeah, I don't really, not really interested in his performances. I just know I'm going to beat him. Simple as that. Look forward to it. Cheers, Rylan. All the best. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Go to Danny Flexen from Seconds Out next, please. Hey, Ryland. How you doing, mate? Yeah, very well. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. So you good, guys good. are obviously both signed to Matchroom. Do you go into this feeling like a house fighter? Um, no, I'm still the bait. Oh, no, I think I'm still the bait. <laughs> um, I think it's Marku versus Charlton, so he's still the golden boy, but I don't mind. It's just, just a fight at the end of the day, so we just got to get in there and do a job. Now, he's talked about um, working a lot with a strength and conditioning coach for this fight. You're both stepping up to 10 rounds, um, potentially. What have you been doing to kind of bridge that gap from doing the, the rounds that you've been doing previously? Um, I've just stuck to stuck to my normal game, to be honest. Um, I've not been doing anything different. Um, obviously, aspiring a few, few longer rounds. Um, but yeah, everything stays the same for me. I just train really hard and and focus on my opponent. That's been about it. And he was on earlier. He said that he feels you're quite limited in your boxing skills. You've just said similar about him. So obviously what you can't both be right. Or let's hope not <laughs> for, for Saturday night, but 
What what gives you that impression of him? Have you watched a lot of his fights? Have you seen him in the amateurs and stuff as well? Um, I don't think he's got any amateur experience. I think he's just a kickboxer, I think. But um, I, I, from what I have seen of him, um, I don't really rate him that much. Um, and if he thinks I've got a little bit of a limited boxing skill, then it's even better for me because he's in for a hard night's work. Great stuff. All well, very best of luck for Saturday night. Thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Danny. If you go to Ames next, please. Ames here for Boxing News TV. Pleasure to meet you, Ryland. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Good to speak to you. Um, so I just want to know, uh, you know, did you sympathise with Florian's frustrations after he had that draw with Jamie Stewart? Um, a little bit, because I don't think he he deserved to win the fight, um, but he did make a meal out of the fight. I mean, he should have really wiped him out pretty quickly because he, he says how great he is and he's going to beat up everyone in the world weight division so he should have he should have wiped him out but and he had an off night but you can't afford to have off nights in this game so yeah one of them things so Florian said to me earlier like he'd be lying if he said he didn't have those fears about the judges coming off the back of what we saw last weekend with some of the scoring do you coming into this fight have those fears as well and uh, no not really I feel like got to get in there and and do a proper job and then um the judges can't go against you you can't worry about that you just got to get in there and do what you do best kind of thing uh, you mentioned to danny i believe it was like you felt that marku was the golden boy what why do you feel that way uh it's, it's just in uh, just in the name in it it's, it's marku versus charlton um he's the one with all the followers and and the big ticket seller uh, i'm still new on the scene so yeah, I feel like it's more him, but I I couldn't I couldn't uh, be that fast to ever. There's the golden boy. I don't really mind. It's just the fight at the end of the day. And does the wins does a win cement your standing then? And like Eddie, of course, works with a number of welterweights. Is there a specific name that you're looking for in your next couple of fights? Um, there's no names I'm looking for. No, I I don't really do the calling outside of things. I I will literally just keep winning and just see where Eddie wants to take me. Yeah. Uh, you thought now um, it would be Joe Laws and Florian Marku, two big characters, two good talkers too as well. How would you kind of switch off from like kind of that kind of factor of um, the fight upcoming, you know, that they're good talkers, um, kind of put it on as well. How do you kind of switch off? I don't know. I feel like I might be quite good at this kind of switching off stuff. I feel like I just, it's no big deal. I can talk all they want. At the end of the day, we've got a fight Saturday. Um, so all of the talking and the staring out and all that is it's not going to do anything because when we're in that ring Saturday, it's just me and him. And that's that. I don't know. I just kind of block out, I suppose. And finally for me, look, um, a lot of people thinking this could be a real, real good firefight type of fight. Uh, do you think it's going to be that way? And do you think this kind of really, like we obviously you announced yourself with the Joe Lowe's fight, but do you think you even further kind of announced yourself with a win over Marco in like a devastating fashion? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight. Let's put it that way. You have got two guys that can bang. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be entertaining, hundred percent. All the best for the weekend, Ryan. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay, we go to Steve from Boxing UK next, please. Hi, Ryan. That's Steve from Boxing UK. Hi, how you doing? I'm all right, mate. Are you all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, Ryan, we've already asked you this um, previously, but. In the last bubble, you were with a big character in Joe Laws. Yeah. This time you're with Florian. Um, I know that you're quite a quiet kind of guy, but do you think 
Team Florian will try and use a few tactics over the next few days? Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it. He was already having a little stare down at me when we was uh, lining up for the COVID test, which was quite funny. I was going to just say morning like a normal person, but he was adamant on staring me out. Um, maybe there might be some games and stuff he wants to play, but I'm easy. Um, we asked Florian this question. You've been quite vocal um, in regards to you think you're a better fighter than him. Florian's called you a midget bodybuilder. Is it personal? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I never find it personal. He may find it personal with me, but at the end of the day, we well, I don't anyway. I don't hate him. We're both getting in the ring to have a fight. Let's just put on an entertaining fight for the fans. Uh, last last one from me, uh, Ryland. This weekend, obviously, you've got Avanessi and Kelly, which everybody's looking forward to. But do you think your flight, fight with Florian could steal the show? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, my and Marcus fight is going to be good, but uh, the Kelly and the Avias and that's gone on for a long time, so it's been a long time coming their fight. But I think it's gonna it's gonna set up their fight very nicely. It is indeed. Best look at the weekend. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Yeah.